Welcome back to another episode of Quality Bullshit. Where the bullshit is worth listening to. Hey, how you doing? How you been? What's up, everybody? Well, been a while. It's been a while, I know. It's been, what, two weeks? Yeah, we had to take a break for Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yep. I think last time we left off, we were going to go fishing the next morning. You want to yeah. jump into that? Yeah, that didn't go too hot. Well, no. it didn't, and then it did, and then... And then it didn't. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it was a rough outing. Yeah. yeah. We, we we got out there roughly around the time that we expected, probably mm-hmm. 7 o'clock or so. Like Hunter said, we were starting to float some minnows and stuff with bobbers. And <laughs> well, before that, when we launched the boat, we go to fire up the big motor, and oh, the thing yeah. just is cranking over like crazy, but it wouldn't fire. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, that was... But luckily, that was an easy fix, so... We, uh, the kill switch, you know, like the safety kill switch was just off. So I pushed that up and it fired right up. And then, yeah, like Jerry was saying, we, uh, floated some minnows trying to find some crappy and stuff. And I, I think, think caught one. Caught one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty slow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if crop, crap we were already spawned out or what, but I don't know what the water temperature was. What, like you said, 50 ish? It was like 56. 56. Yeah. It was yeah. that warm. Yeah. It was pretty warm for May. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot warmer than I thought it, or, I had anticipated that it would be, so that didn't help any. And then uh, Squatch broke out. What what were you throwing there when you caught that first largemouth? Oh, I had enough of floating minnows, and I just picked up the spinnerbait first cast and got that little didn't, yeah. didn't you lose yours or something? So you said, I'm done. I'm going to. Oh, yeah, I snapped you, off the yeah, hook. Yeah, snapped <laughs> off. And yeah, first first cast, you caught that little largey with yeah. that spinnerbait. Pound, pound and a half. Or, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's going to be a largemouth day. Nope. Well. Then we tried that, and we didn't catch jack squat. No, I tried that rattle trap for a second. I think I caught a little largemouth on my mm-hmm. first or second cast, but mm-hmm. that was about it for that. And then um, we were at the west side. <laughs> yeah. <a laughs> I, <little> kept, <laughs> I kept thinking it was the north end, but we yeah. were at the west side of the bay. and We caught a few. It started picking up a little bit. I, caught, I think I caught a little doink largemouth, and I caught a little rock bass. Yeah, and I caught a – that was probably – like a two, two and a half pound largemouth. It wasn't bad. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and then we were fishing along, and Hunter really got into something. Yeah, we were making our way south there and along that break wall, and then all of a sudden it just, you know, beep, 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 and then you feel something. You just feel weight. I didn't even feel like thump it. It was just all of a sudden there was weight there, and I set the hook, and I knew it was a good one. Then it stayed down, and then it came up and did the old, you know, porpoise, and uh, I was like, oh, that's a good one, so Jared grabbed the net. Yep, yeah, and I grabbed the net, and... So when it came up and did the porpoise, I thought, because you, like, release the bale or something to give it some more line, yeah, and I saw yeah. your pole snap up, and I was like, oh, shit, this yeah. fish just got off. So I tried to lunge for it to grab it because it was still at the surface. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 you're, you're okay. good, you're good. <laughs> Luckily, the net got caught on a boat, and I didn't stab at the fish and scare it or something. But Right. It ended up being a nice smallmouth. What was it, five-pound, six-ounce yeah, smallmouth? Yeah, that was we a nice got one. it in as a five-pounder. Yep. That was a hell of a fish. Did we catch any other small ones after that? I can't. I I can't really don't remember. Think so because we fished for like another hour after yeah. that. It was pretty slow. Yeah, we fished there and then we went across that little whatever you call it cove or something and fished the other side and didn't really catch anything there. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was the, basically the highlight of that fishing trip. Yep. So we uh, made our way back after that, and I think I forget what day it was. I think it was was it like a Tuesday or Wednesday. After we went out, because we went out on a Sunday, and my dad and I wanted to go out. Yeah. So we went down to Sodas here, and um, we floated out, and same thing. The big motor wouldn't fire. It would, like, it would just go like, chung, 
chung, you mm. know, like when you turn the key. So, like, we just floated around with the trolling motor and stuff. We found a few rock bass, and we went to one spot, and my dad actually he hooked up with a fish, and the thing was just staying down like a submarine. I was like, oh, boy, what's this guy got? And then I could see it, you know, coming up. It was still, I don't know, probably like four foot under the water. And then I could see it was a good size. I go, oh, you got a nice bass or whatever. Well, sure enough, he it gets a little bit closer. and goes, that's a freaking walleye. Oh, I go, shit. a walleye? Sure enough, it was a good 17-inch walleye. So luckily the season just opened May 1st for those as well. So we took that joker home. Heck yeah. Tried him up. Did you catch any rock bass? We did. Um, he caught more than I did. Probably four good keepers, and I caught one keeper. So we brought five rock bass home, that walleye. Nice. Yeah, it was a good little fish fry. Filet and release. Yeah, the old filet and release. Rock bass tastes pretty good too, boys. I don't know if you've ever had that. I think I have. Nope. It's pretty good. Like, honestly, it was pretty comparable to the freaking walleye. I mean, the walleye was a little bit better, obviously, but it really wasn't bad. I think once the water warms up, the rock bass gets kind of mushy and stuff, you know. But as long as you catch them in cold water, I'm sure they're still pretty good. So last Friday, um, I took off work, and my boss just bought a new sailboat, and... uh, he bought it from a guy in Brockport, and he has a mooring in uh, Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. So I went with him, and we sailed from Brockport to Fairhaven. We went from Brockport to Pulteneyville on Friday, and then Pulteneyville to Fairhaven on Saturday. Wow. That was pretty fun. How long did that take to get from like Brock for like each leg of the, the trip? So it was about the same it was about 30 miles between each, mm-hmm. so Pultonville was like right in the middle. We left Brotport around 8 a.m., and we got to Pultonville around 3. Is that a straight sailboat, or does that have a motor It's on? got a motor. We did a lot of motoring. Did you? Yeah, the wind wasn't great. I mean, the lake was beautiful. It was almost like class almost all the way. Wow, I mean, okay. we, we hit pockets of wind where we shut off the motor and sailed a little bit, but for the most part, we were just motoring motor mm-hmm. sailing they call it uh that was fun yeah got to Paltonyville, had a few drinks had some pizza there's a pizza shop down there mm-hmm. and slept on the boat it was all right i mean i woke up a few times and i was freaking hot oh was, really it was hot but really did you uh bring a rod and reel and just do some trolling or something or no what? i forgot it was sitting in my truck really we got you know, we were out there. I'm like, man, I should have brought my freaking fishing yeah. pole. Especially in Pulteneyville, there's yeah. that little inlet. Yeah. Some fish in there. Yeah, we were right at the dock. I could have, you know, started casting out the dock in the morning or something. But Right. I think we left Pulteneyville around 7, around the same time, 7, 8 o'clock. We got to Fairhaven around 2, I think, oh, 1 or 2, that's like a, 2 o'clock. If you left at 7, that's like a 7-hour Yeah, it was... Ride. It was uh, it was fun though. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like you say it wasn't like high seas or anything. Right. But I don't know if I would enjoy that. As no. Much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's uh, entertaining, but only for so long. Yeah. We tried to do a little different path because I think Friday we kind of just went straight mm-hmm. to uh, Pulteneyville, and on Saturday we kind of went out into the lake more, yeah, like okay. went north for a while, and then tried to slant it back to. Fairhaven to catch the wind or something. Oh, but gotcha. Yeah. At least say it was about the same. It was it was a really chilly Saturday morning. 
Yeah. It was like I had my long sleeve shirt. I had a hoodie on, my sweatpants, my boss. He's like cold all the time, so he was bummed. Like <laughs> no kidding, like it was winter time. <laughs> yeah, basically, he had his like foul weather gear on and stuff. But wow. But once we got by the time we got to, I would say probably Soda's point, it was starting to warm up a bit and by the time we got to ferry even it was pretty warm so it was good remember how i told you that my dad's boat was just doing the chung chung uh-huh. like the big motor wouldn't fire up so that red squirrel problem that we had earlier in the year my dad and i had to replace oil lines so when we replaced the oil lines as soon as we took the old lines off he's like oh crap we forgot to make a note of what went where so long story short we had the lines reversed so basically the injectors were just getting flooded with oil gotcha. and that's why like when we went out to port Bay, that's why i had to keep choking the the throttle because mm-hmm. it was getting too much oil it wasn't getting enough gas so that's why so that was an easy fix but my dad took all the plugs out of the motor and the bottom plug was just like oil just started pouring out Jeez. he's like "Ooh, that's not good so we fired it up and let all the oil spew out of there and all in all, again, it could have been a lot worse than it yeah. was. I mean, it was kind of no harm, no foul. But That's probably why it was smoking so much. It yeah. Too. Yep. Well, that's what I said. My brother-in-law is a boat mechanic. He was like, oh, wasn't that thing smoking at all? He go, yeah, it was smoking, but not like a crazy amount, and right. only when we were idling. I mean, once yeah. we got up and went on plane, whatever, I said, it really wasn't smoking at all. He's like, that's weird. He's like, I would have thought that thing would have been smoking like crazy. Yeah, so we got that fixed, and he bought a pair of those, like, water mufflers or whatever yep. for the uh, the water intake yep so we ran it a while with a garden hose and whatever and she's gonna smoke for a little while but she'll be all right yeah like i say let's see so it wasn't anything major right so that brings me to my next question i was gonna ask you guys i think we talked about what our favorite fish to eat was before but what's your favorite fish to catch smallmouth tell us why because they fight and they jump out of the water like a dolphin not only that but if you're not bed fishing them and you hook into one you're like I just hooked onto a marlin because <laughs> that thing's yanking your bread. Yeah. yeah. That's the fun thing about smallmouth. Even the small ones fight like they're pissed off. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jerry? I'd have to say the same thing. Really? I like fish and smallmouth a lot. One, because of what Brendan said, and two, just because I don't catch them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love the way they look. I love the way they fight. Like that one you had. I wish yeah. I had. I wish I could catch a five-pounder. Someday I will. But You will. Yeah. They're, I like catching pike a lot i haven't caught a lot of them but i like the way they like barrel roll and stuff mm-hmm. catching them through the ice is really fun largemouth is fun it's you know we catch them all the time so right you're kind of spoiled with yeah. how easy they are to catch around here but they are fun to catch and you know the big ones do fight almost a little bit like smallmouth but I've never caught a walleye or anything, so I don't know what they fight like. I remember you yeah. said you went on that charter one time or something. It's like reeling in a wet sock. Yeah, I mean, when I was like 16, I went to Ohio with my grandpa, and we went on a charter out on Lake Erie. And that was fun. You know, you're just trolling around, whatever, and you catch some nice walleyes, like some 30-inchers. But, again, you're using basically like a pool cue to reel them in, you yeah. know, for a fishing rod. So it's like reeling in a wet sock really yeah. but i've never caught one on like a bass rod or anything like the one my dad caught the other day looked like it was you know fighting pretty good put up a decent little fight did he catch it on easy mode he did on the old drop shot he was, yeah. i don't know what exactly he was using but it was it was like a little white fluke type bait whatever i forget what it was but i was like yeah that makes sense so like mimics a minnow you know or a little shad or something yeah but well the one walleye i caught out on onondaga when i fished that tournament i thought for sure it was going to be my pb smallmouth Reel it up and it's 10 pound walleye. The 10 pound walleye is huge. Yeah. That's a big walleye. I'd have to agree though. I think smallmouth and pike are my favorite to catch. I think just bass, largemouth and smallmouth are my favorite to target. 
but yeah, that's when you hook into a small mouth or a pike, that's always a good time. Rock bass can be fun too. I really like, like yeah. Like the, I think I said that before, but yeah, my dad and I, we do love fishing for rock bass. I mean, you, if you caught, like if rock bass got like two, three, four pounds, like that'd be just yeah. as much fun as a small mouth, honestly. Definitely. Yeah, they do fight like crazy. What's your favorite <laughs> way to catch yeah. pike? My favorite way to catch pike? Mm-hmm. With a rod and reel. Barehanded. I don't know. I don't, I've only caught a, like I said, I've caught a couple. I caught one on a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really fishing for pike. I just kind of, it was at East Bay. I was fishing basically where we duck hunt. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was throwing out toward the middle, whatever. And it was, I don't remember it, slamming it, hitting it really hard. It was just kind of like, like you said, wait. Mm-hmm. And I reeled it in. I was like, oh shit, this is a big bass. And turned out it wasn't a bass. I got it up to shore. I was like, damn, that's like, it was like a, I think I measured it like 30 inches or something. Uh-huh. That's a pretty good one. Um, But let's say, I, I don't know exactly what to use for pike because right. I know we got those little floating ducks oh yeah top water ducks yeah but haven't had any luck on those yet yeah i've never really fished specifically for pike so i don't know what to use but right same here when i've caught them it's just been by accident like an open water so i'd have to say my favorite way is probably ice fishing just because that's when we really got on them mm-hmm. and again i haven't really caught a big one either i mean the best one was probably right in that you know 26 to 30 inch range i'd like to catch a 35 40 inch or i know you caught a big one a few years ago tell us about that i've caught quite a few big ones and honestly it's oh. hard to pick yeah, here we go. your fucking horn yeah pal. I, I, I wasn't purposely fishing <laughs> for him besides that one we caught through the ice what was that two years ago when we caught that real big one yeah, where he spooled my tip up. before all three of us hammered him yeah, yeah. That he was pulled my one. tip up, and of course his tip up didn't have a flag on it. Right. So I'm just looking for a little piece of silver <laughs> flapping in the wind, and uh, it wasn't flapping. So how big was that one? Did we measure that, or was Jer for that? Were Jerry, you there for that first one? Yeah, he was there because he had to go get the auger to drill another hole. Oh, that's right. Yes. that's right. Yep, that's I do right. remember that. Yep. Yeah, that was a big pike. I want to say it was. 30 it was in that 35 range wasn't it somewhere it was in like there? 35 to 37 yeah that was a good size pike. yeah i do remember had a that. big old stomach on it yeah that was a pretty big one i mean you know like you, you guys seen the big ones i've caught on on fairhaven and bass tournaments but yeah yeah i tried getting you guys to go out there but nobody wants to go catch big pike i guess <laughs> i wanna there's like that's kind of shitty though because there's only like one or two places to put in for a right. fair haven. you have to go to the it's state like the state launch yeah. and i think the only other really place to launch is it like a hotel or private whatever private place so mm-hmm. tell us about that big one you caught at Fairhaven. well there's about an hour left in the tournament and i think i only had three fish in the live well so i'm like scrambling around throwing anything and everything i have mm-hmm. what kind of tournament was it just a bass just tournament? A bass tournament for the bass club and uh for some stupid reason i decided to tie on a perch colored crankbait <laughs> And I caught this, like, 48-inch pike. Yeah. And that thing was massive. Yeah. I mean, you're a big guy. You're you're a big guy. And oh, that thing was, that was, thing was almost as tall as you were. Yeah, that Dang. thing was huge. Not really as tall as you were, but, yeah, no, I remember seeing no, the picture. Yeah. It was That was a big fish. It was. I didn't know what I hooked into when I first set the hook. All mm-hmm. I felt was weight, and I yanked it, and it was pulling back hard. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We had the Special Olympics at work this week. So we built a new track a few years ago, and it's a it's a fairly large event. We had a bunch of bunch of people there. I don't know how many. There was a ton of cars. I was part of the parking crew, and uh, it didn't go too bad. Um, so the our athletic director is like ahead of the whole thing, and 
he did all right, I guess. There seemed to be a lot of radio chatter over my radio. <laughs> it was all right. I mean, there was a few hiccups on their end. I think we did pretty good on our end with the parking and stuff. But I, overall, I think everyone, I, everything went pretty smoothly. And uh, they, I think it started at, like, it's supposed to start at 10 or so. Peop, uh, buses were supposed to arrive between, like, 8 and 9. And we, I mean, some of them were pretty late. It was, like, almost 9.30 by the time... I think they did their opening ceremonies and stuff, but but they still got out of there a pretty decent hour. I think it was supposed to end at one, and all the buses were definitely gone by one o'clock. So, so how many like buses were there? Would you say, or like people from all over, or just Wayne County, or no? There, I think the furthest that I can think of, think I heard about a bus from Bloomfield. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah. I don't know exactly how far that is, but that's well, over um, by Canandaigua area somewhere. Yeah, Canandaigua was there. Wow. Uh, Bloomfield, there was, a I don't know, not a ton of schools, but there was a bunch of people, and the cars were ridiculous. We filled up the whole student parking lot at the school, yep. and then that field across from it, Bartleson's Field. Oh, really? Yep, that was all filled up. Wow. And, of course, the stadium parking was for uh, handicap parking, mm-hmm. and the tennis courts, we reserved that for handicap parking, but there, there was a ton of cars there. Um, ton of people, ton of cars. But like you said, it went off pretty much without a hitch, I think. So you said it started at what, like 10 o'clock and then it was over with by one? Yeah. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Like you say, everything went pretty quick, I guess, all their competitions and stuff. Everything went pretty smoothly. Yeah. Until probably, it was almost the end. I got a call from my boss and he's like, oh, by the way, there's a sectional softball game today. So we got to set up the softball field. I'm like, oh, "Oh, great, great great day to have a freaking game. Yeah. But I guess you can't really work around that, I guess, because the sectionals are, they are what they are. They got their round set and whatever. I guess the only thing they could have done was not schedule an event at the school when sectionals are going on. But Right. How'd the the softball game go? Any idea? No, I don't watch them things. I just set up for it. Yeah. I know the boys' baseball team was pretty good this year. They're number one seed for sectionals. Yeah, I did hear that. They have a home game, I would assume. I you have haven't no heard idea. anything yet? They're, They're actually tied with NRW for the title. Are they really? Yep. So now they have to share the title. Really? They won't do like a sectional or a really? Like a playoff game. or anything? They won't do it. That's stupid. That is kind of dumb. I did overhear uh, the athletic director saying there was two games this week, so I assume one of them might be baseball. <laughs> Yeah, that'd but be cool. I think baseball is Monday. Is it? Is it? Any idea who they play? It's either going to be Williamson or Avon. Or no, Avon's higher. Uh, it's some school with an A. Hmm. I don't know who won the Williamson game. After all that, it, was a, it wasn't a long day. It was just like everything was rushed. So, mm-hmm. you know, after that, you want to come home and have a couple of drinks. And uh, I mowed the lawn while I was having a couple of drinks. Sure, a few lawn beers. Yeah, those are like my favorite beers, man, I swear. Right after but, shower beers. So yeah, I came home, mowed the lawn, had a few brewskis. I was, uh, by the time I was done with the lawn, I think I was pretty well oiled. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was out there. A couple sheets to the wind, huh? Yeah, yeah. Brooke heard me singing songs. I wear my headphones. I was singing songs on the mower. Nice. Apparently I was singing louder than I expected. Louder so, than the mower. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, which I don't know. I didn't think it was very loud, but. <clears throat> That's all right. But yeah, I was pretty toast. And then when I came in, it was later in the evening. And uh, she asked me, Oh, you want anything to eat or anything? I'm like, Man, I could really go for a hot ham and cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah, that does sound good. Because, you know, 
the school makes them. And back in the day, they used to be the bomb. Yeah. They were like, they're still good. I mean, but they mm-hmm. use like wheat bread or some crap now. So they're not as good, but they're still good. Thanks, Michelle Obama. Yeah, right. So uh, she made me a bomb ass uh, ham and cheese. So that brings me to ask when you've had a few popskis, what is like your go to snack or are you like one of those people that if you drink you can't eat because i know people like that like oh if i if i'm drinking i can't eat until i'm done drinking or something so it depends on it depends on the day basically sometimes when i'm drinking beer whatever because i drink beer i don't really drink too much of the hard stuff but sometimes when i'm drinking beer i get too full and i really don't want to eat anything but like once you cross that line I'm more of a, yeah, I don't know. I'll eat anything. Chips. Yeah. That's, you know. that's probably one of my go-tos is like just salty. Yeah. Because, salty. You know, I, got, salty I got a hell beer. of a sweet tooth as well. Yeah. So like I'm a big candy guy. So yep. I'll, I'll mow down on anything though. Pizza. Pizza's always good when you've yeah. had a few too many drinks. I would ask, ask Squatch, but uh, I don't think he's allowed to drink yeah. yet. He's only allowed to have soda pop. So what do you eat when you drink too many soda pops? <laughs> Bacon cheeseburger. Ooh. That sounds good. It's been a while since I've had one of those. Mm-hmm. I was craving Burger King the other day. Yeah? I haven't had fast food in a long time. I'm craving a Wendy's uh, chicken sandwich. <laughs> Speaking of Wendy's, I went through the other day. Did you get a chicken sandwich? No. I got oh. the pretzel pub, I think it's called. Oh, I think I've had that, yeah. Pretty good? Oh, it was great. But for two people, it costs $30 Yeah, that's eat. crazy. Yep. That's Wendy's. That's how it is now, though. That's almost everywhere. Yeah, honestly, everything's outrageous. But Wendy's has always been a little more expensive it than has. the rest. It has. So the other night, <laughs> Mother's Day night, my sister was in town for the weekend. She's out of town. So she wanted to do a campfire or whatever. I was like, well, I don't really want to. And then she started, you know, guilt tripping me into doing it. I was like, all right, we'll do a fire then. Fine. So we had a fire and it gets to be about, I don't know, 1030 at night. And she looks up to the west and goes, oh, look, a shooting star. I'm like, oh, cool. And she goes, no, wait. Look, what what is that? I don't, what is that? I'm like, what are you looking at? She goes, over there. I look at it. And I don't even know how to describe it. It was like 20 lights. And they kind of like shimmered and blinked and stuff in a straight row. But it wasn't like straight up and down. It wasn't like straight perpendicular. It was at an angle. But it was moving from west to east. And it was a, a crystal clear sky. I mean, you could see everything. Like we were looking all around. Like we had a unobstructed view of this thing for probably like a full minute. And it came like right over ahead of us almost. Like we had a really good look at it. And then it it was heading east and it got above like some of the trees in my parents' yard. And it just started like angling up. And like within a matter of like two seconds, it was gone. Just gone. Huh. And like I said, it was a crystal clear sky. You could see all the stars everywhere. Like it was just gone. And the thing looked huge. Like the problem we had was like we didn't know how big it was because we couldn't tell how far away it was. Right. You know, yeah. like it looked like it was close and it looked like it was really big, but it also could have been way far away and then been even bigger, you know? Yeah. And so we were like, man, that's really weird. Whatever. Like, like I said, like the thing, like literally just started angling up at like a 45 degree angle and was just gone in like two seconds. And um, the weird thing was we were looking all over the sky. We didn't see any planes or anything because you can see you know the blinking lights whatever from planes and about i don't know four or five seconds after that thing disappeared from the southwest there was like four or five planes that came in and were heading directly to where that thing disappeared and like they were flying in a formation like they were close together Mm -hmm. and i was like oh boy what are these yeah they get like i say they're like all flying closely together and almost in like a formation they get right to where this thing disappears and then they just spread out they just disperse jeez almost like they're doing a gridlock search wow like it was so weird more unexplained yeah my dad's one buddy of course 
we sent it to my parents, whatever, sent it to everybody we knew. My dad comes stumbling out of his house and he's like, man, I'm always looking, looking for these kind of things. You know, the one time I'm not out here at a campfire, something weird happens. He's yeah. like, I'm always wanting this stuff to happen. It's like, yeah, well, you missed it. Yeah. And um, one of his buddies just happened, he lives in Ontario, and he just happened to go out to like make sure his car doors were up and stuff. And he happened to look up and he saw it too. And he thinks it's that... Um, starlink like elon musk starlink satellites mm-hmm. but if you just google that it's like only one satellite like yeah. this but then if you google like a satellite train that's more of like what this thing was but right. i still don't know if that's what it was or not and if and, it was why were jets chasing right it? that's the weird thing i was like oh, you can explain that okay fine it's satellite a right. satellite train or whatever but why was there four or five planes that came from you know one area went to right where this thing disappeared and then just did like a grid search. Made no sense yeah. to me. You could probably hear the planes, right? With the you, you know, could hear planes the, a little bit. I went and shut because I had the my radio playing for some music, mm-hmm. and I shut it off. And when this just called a UFO because it's an unidentified flying object, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, I shut my music off and like you couldn't hear anything. I go, well, I can't hear any motors or engines or nothing. Right. So like, yeah, either it is a satellite or whatever. And then yeah, when the plane started getting a little bit closer, you could hear a little bit of that like jet noise, you know. But it was faint. Like they were up there a ways too. It looked like because the planes look tiny compared to what this thing was. Right. So <laughs> I have no idea. Like it almost looks like a flying saucer, but like at like an angle, you know, not straight up and down, not ninety degrees. But hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. The PGA's in Rochester this week, right? Yep. Yep. At the old Oak Hill Golf Course. Yeah. I've never played there, but it's got to be pretty fancy for PGA to play there. That's what they keep saying. I know everybody online was complaining about the rough there. <laughs> yeah, I did see that, that video. Rough is deep. It I is deep, but it, but it is. I was watching a little bit before I came over, but I mean, you're professionals for yeah, crying out loud. Golf's you not guys, supposed to be easy. Right. You guys shouldn't be, I mean, if you're professionals and that good, you guys shouldn't be in the rough much right. anyways, so... Yep. But, boy, they kind of made them look like amateurs almost. <laughs> I mean, granted, they're a lot better than an amateur, but the scores were not good compared to, like, last week. I think they were down in Texas or whatever somewhere. And, like, through three rounds, they were, like, 12 under par. This is their third round today, and they're only, like, four under par, hmm. like the leaders. So, since we're on this topic about golf, what did you think of our outing last weekend? That was pretty good. We went to the old Fairhaven again i wish i could have made that yeah poor jerry was busy it's like always either i'm working or some other thing that i can't make it mm-hmm. that was a hell of an outing it was fun so originally so it was it was squatch and i and then squatch's cousin and squatch's brother-in-law well future brother-in-law droopy and shout out to droopy I think that was Droopy's really first time golfing. Yeah, so that was like his real actual first out. And I mean, he showed a lot of improvement from the first tee box to the last tee box. He showed a lot of improvement. So keep it up, Droopy. You'll get there. Yeah. But we were originally going to do a 2v2 scramble. And I think, I don't know. I think his cousin got a little wet feet there. I think we kind of intimidated him a little bit after. Do we part? We parted the first yeah. hole, and I think he got a little nervous. Really? Because he bogeyed it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that yep. kid getting scared of so us. So then after the first hole, he was just like, well, how about we just do like a four-man scramble for, you know, this and that. It'll go quicker is what he kept saying, mm-hmm. even though it took it, the same amount of time. It honestly went longer than it should have. Yeah, but that's okay. Like I say, I mean, you still, if you have a beginner, I mean, we're no professionals by any means either. You're out there on a golf course to have fun and take your time, you know. You're not out there to 
right. see how fast you can play. Yeah. But that was fun. Droopy brought cigars, so that was good. I've heard a lot of uh, complaining about like pace of play and the PGA and stuff. A lot of players are There's one guy, about I forget it. the guy's name, but he takes forever. All in the tee box? Just any shot in general. I think I know who you're yeah. talking about. Cause I Isn't him. it? It's like Patrick something. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, uh, or that's his last name. I don't know. I seen a video online earlier, and um, he literally took almost a full minute and like a half to tee off. Which is Jesus. against... It's. I think that's against the rules because sure that's what the other guy was saying. It was like once you, you know, once it's your time, you supposedly have like forty seconds right. or something to to make your shot. Which nobody that I see hardly ever plays by those rules. At least in the PGA. Yeah, yeah. They take forever. I mean, I can understand that being a professional level. Yeah, you got time limits and stuff. But like, you know, a municipal course. Oh or something yeah. Like us for like, amateurs. Yeah. Take as long as exactly. they fucking want. Yep. Somebody wants cruising up behind you, you just let them go in front of you, you know? Yeah. Not a big deal. But, I mean, I get it because golf is such a mental game, too. Yeah. I mean, again, it's kind of like the pitch clock in baseball. It's like, yeah, you know, you're kind of taken away from the sport, but I get it. Yeah. So how did Squatch do on the scramble? Did he uh, pout at <laughs> all or throw his no, clubs? No, no pouting. Uh, Droopy threw a club, though, and did it he did really? get stuck in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, that's Jerry, right. believe it or not, I hit my furthest drive. Good he shit. did. He outdrove. I outdrove everybody by like yeah. five yards, and I felt like the biggest man. Heck yeah, the felt, biggest bird. Felt sorry. like the biggest bird. I didn't go into the trees. No, it was dead nuts. I straight. forget what hole was that. I for, that, that was, was the second two. hole too. Yeah, it was dead straight. And unfortunately, I mean, the fairway kind of wrapped around a little bit to the right, and he had it so straight and went off into the rough behind a tree. But yeah, I think we figured it was like a two two hundred sixty yard drive, two seventy nice. something like that. Like that thing was absolutely smoked. So I contributed. The one thing that I know I contributed on was the birdie putt on hole. What was that for? Yeah, hole four. That par five. We had a. It was it was a decent putt too. Like it wasn't just a gimme. Put it that way. And sure enough, lined it, it up. It was like a twelve foot putt. Wasn't yeah, it? it was a decent putt. I stroked it and she dropped. Yeah. So Daniel was telling me uh, he went out one of the days this week with his dad, and he said on hole four he had a three hundred and ten yard drive. Wow. And then chipped up onto the green and putted for eagle. His first ever eagle. His first ever, really? Yeah. He's a pretty good player. I'm surprised that was his first. He could definitely be a scratch player. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That kid's got a lot of power. He can. Mm-hmm. He, can he plays the blues usually, right? He or, only yeah. plays the blues, yeah. Yep. Show off. <laughs> so what did we end up shooting for that scramble? Was It It wasn't great for a scramble, but it was, what, like five over, I think? I think we shot five 77. over for 77. Yeah. Yep. Which honestly isn't that bad. It's, no, no, it's not, not bad at all, but still, I mean, well, I, it's not bad at all. We had some putts that... Yeah, should have made it. Some bir- A lot of birdie putts that should have made it, and then, yeah, the bogey putts that should have been par putts, you know. It is what it is. I haven't been golfing in weeks. I, I'm ready to go again. I know. I got to, like, plan it, like, in a week advance because come Thursday or Friday, my boss is like, oh, you want overtime this weekend? I'm like, yeah, I got nothing to do, so I might as well. And then mm-hmm. Friday or Saturday, guys text oh, me, hey, yeah. you want to go for golfing? You want to go fishing? I'm like, well, yeah, I would love to, but I already well, Hey, future work. notice, the only time I have free is usually on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm well, going to have to. Uh, next Sunday, don't make plans. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, tell them, well, I'll get back to you, and then text you guys and say, what are we doing <laughs> this weekend? And then base my answer off of that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Why, what do you got next Sunday? We're going golfing. Oh, all right. Sign me up. I'm excited for, you know, like the days are getting long around here, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for it to get a little bit longer so, like, it doesn't really get dark until, like, 9, 
Because then we could just go golfing after work too. Honestly. One of these days. Yeah, I mean, even if it's after work, I don't. I'm not partial to doing a whole 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do nine after work, but personally, I like doing 18. If I'm going to golf, I like to do Might the whole well. course. Yeah, but if it's after work or something, I'll just go shoot nine. I've done that before. If it doesn't get dark though until nine o'clock, right. nine thirty, yeah. you can do a full 18 yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, we, you can get there at five o'clock and. You'll be fine. Yeah, because the last couple times you guys have went, you've got caught in the dark, right? Yeah. It was. It's only on like hole eighteen where it gets real bad. Though. So a couple of weeks ago, and you mean was it, did Ashley? Yeah, it was you yeah. Mean Ashley. Um, that one was hard. It was like hole 17, 16 yeah. even. It was getting hard to see. But then, yeah, the last time we went, it was just hole eighteen where it got a little too rough. Oh, and on hole fifteen, I drove over the pond first track. He did too. Nice. Yep. Oh, that yeah, but good deal. Yep. We all just were like, all right, we got to try it. So well, we I mean, we it. had to. You can't go there and yeah. not Was that try your it. second shot, though, or your first that one? That was my first shot. It was. I remember I had that ball. You were like, oh, there's already a ball down there for you. And I oh, yeah, it up and out of the pond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Squatch's problem the other day was his first shot would suck. He'd be like, I'm not happy with that. I'm doing another one just for it. And his second one would be just absolutely Literally, beautiful. Like it's that like, par he, three on the front nine, hole eight. Yeah. Shank Off one like hill. 10 feet. Yeah. And I was like, I can't take that. I'm hitting another one. Swung again, dropped it, what, 10 feet? Yeah, from something, like that, or something yeah. like that. And I was yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. That was, I was like, that was literally the best shot. Yeah. And, and ended up a bogey. No, we couldn't <laughs> use my shot. <laughs> oh, come on. Daniel wasn't having it. He wanted it all <laughs> official. Freaking course pro. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when yeah. you're good. That's why you don't play with professionals. <laughs> 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 did, uh, did you ever bring it up to your dad about making that putting green? I haven't yet backyard? just because we've just been so busy. But yeah. it's like, and there's stuff we got to do with the excavator. We got to, like the new orchards we planted, I got to pound posts and yeah. stuff. So it's not, I haven't brought it up yet. I'm sure he really won't care. I mean, I, yeah, it's just fine. You know, time. once summertime comes, yeah. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> well, I, I think you mentioned something last week, didn't you? Yeah, you and said, he's like, I don't care, go for he's it. He's like, yeah, sure you are, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I am. He goes, yeah, okay. Like, he, I know he won't care. One thing I was thinking about when you, um, after you told me last time that you were doing that, how do you plan on keeping the green short? Or unless you're just going to... A mower? I mean, you're just going to put it down on scalp and <laughs> scalp this shit that out is, of the green, that keep that it low? That is something that... Might be an issue. Yeah, I know there's some that you gotta have like a special mower to mow the greens yeah, and stuff. Guy, but guys, I'm not getting that professional. Just give me a weed eater. I'll keep her nice. Yeah, and that's again, not a bad. It, I'll go Amish. A, I'll get the old <laughs> the old hand crank mower. Yeah, just set that at its lowest setting. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe a push mower would be the best for that. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's not a and just know, it's not going to be a huge it's not green, be a huge so. thing at all. My push mower gets right down to the ground. Does it? Like I can cut a fairway in my backyard. That's what mm-hmm. I've been doing. Yeah, and it's only on the third setting, and it yeah. has six. So that might be the thing. I might have to borrow that because I don't think my parents had a push mower, but I don't know if that thing runs anymore. Yeah, I have one in the shed. I don't know how low it goes, but mm-hmm. you're more well, than welcome we'll to take to check that. It out. Like I say, we're a long ways off from yeah. that. But I will say it is looking like uh, I might have some time in the summer to do that because that frost the other morning, that did a number on the trees. Well, you hate to hear it, but you love to hear it. Hate to hear it, but you love to hear it. That's, <laughs> that's why you have insurance. Yep, collect that reasons. insurance money, baby. Things you can't control. More time for fishing and golf. Yeah, like our whole home farm is, is smoked pretty good. There's, you know, some areas are like almost completely wiped out, and other areas are some fruit. But that's why we got two other farms on higher elevation, too. They're okay. So, How did the peaches do? Did they hold up? Or those? Well, time will tell. They were a little bit further along, so like they were like... I don't know, penny sized, mm-hmm. you know, on the tree, like you could see them. 
So hopefully they're okay. I don't know if they'll have any type of like scarring from the frost or not. Because if you have some frost, like when apples are little, um, they'll get some scarring from the frost or like mm-hmm. frost rings and stuff around them or they'll get all twisted up. But I don't know if peaches will have that or not or if they'll just give up and right, die. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm hoping they'll have peaches. I assume that's all included in the crop insurance. No, peaches are the one thing we don't have insured oh, just okay. because we don't have a lot of them. And, right. you know, it's... It is what it is. Yep. That's just kind of a, yeah, it's not a extracurricular, I it's guess. It's not a huge call it. loss. Yeah, it's not a yeah, huge it loss. It is, but it isn't, isn't, you know. So it's not one that you're counting on them, you know, pay yeah. a mortgage, yep. so to speak. Main main focus is right. apples. So one question I do have is how does the frost affect the cherries? So cherries are far along too. I think there's enough out there that'll be okay. I mean, if you lose, you know, if you have a 50% loss on cherries, you still have plenty of cherries to shake. So we're going to have to shake them. You're kind of steering away from cherries, though, are you? Or yeah, the whole the taking, whole industry is taking because... Taking blocks out. Yeah, the whole, the whole industry is because not we grow... Well, we grow too many cherries as a country that we can need. And then, you know, politics get involved and we yeah. ship in a bunch of cherries from other countries where we have our military bases. So, like, Poland and... Hungary and all them like we ship in sour cherries from over there it's like why do yeah, we do that right. makes no sense but it's because we have military bases over there and that's part of our you know our trade or barter or whatever mm-hmm. so you know you got to keep everybody happy I guess yeah we just we grow too many I mean Michigan State grows a lot of cherries like Michigan alone probably grows more cherries than <clears throat> the whole country needs so it's just tough yeah it's like What's the point of us growing them if, like, say, it's just not going to be worth anything? Yeah, it's not. I mean, a guy that works for us, his dad was a really big farmer back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And um, I think back in, like, 1968 or something, he was telling us, he goes, cherries were 50 cents a pound. Holy and they shook shit. 700 ton. Wow. Yeah. So they shook 1.4. So they, they got $700,000 off of cherries alone. Yeah. In 1968. Holy cow. So, like, I, I looked it up one time, and I was like, oh, it's, like, roughly, like, $5 million today. And he goes, yeah, that's probably about right. He's like, I know we started shaking cherries in, like, early July and didn't get done until, like, the second week of August. And he's like, the first thing my, my dad said was, well, the first thing we're going to do is pay some bills. <laughs> it's yeah, like right. They, like, paid off, you know, like, everything. And he's like, yeah. Then all next thing I knew, there was a bunch of new tractors showing up and this and that. It's <laughs> like, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. But the thing is, my point being is, on a good year, we still get fifty cents a pound for cherries. So it's this, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's you could get nowadays. Yeah, okay, they made seven hundred thousand dollars last year. If you did the same today, you'd still be getting seven hundred thousand dollars. But what yeah, is seven hundred thousand like, yeah. dollars going to get you? Yeah, you like know? you say, it's still to us, to me, people like me, it's a lot of money. But back if then, it's, it's the same. Back then, it was the equivalent of getting five yeah, million. Yeah, now right. it's the equivalent exactly. of seven hundred thousand, so or less. <laughs> right, right. Because the dollar ain't worth nothing anymore. So that's the problem with cherries. I mean, I'd love my dad and I would talk about. It. We'd love to grow a whole bunch of cherries, you know, because they're easy to as long as your machines hold up. Our our machine is from nineteen seventy five. So <laughs> we got lucky last year. We didn't break down at all, did we? I don't think so. No, but you know, our season's getting shorter because we only got two blocks now. We probably got fifteen acres. I think it is whatever. You know, you only need you need. Two people, one on each of the shakers, a skimmer boy, which is Squatch's forte. Oh, yeah. And then a couple tractor drivers, and that's all you need. So five guys, you can get it done. You know, you don't have to have 50 people. Pass me that bush apple, would you? Maha. Thanks. But, yeah, didn't you say not too long ago, like, cherries were, like, really bad, like 10 cents a pound or something? Mm-hmm. Damn. They were 15 cents. It's like, 
that that almost doesn't even make it worth doing. No, it seems it's like not really. I mean, so to put it in perspective, like because we shake them all into tanks, mm-hmm. and there's about a thousand pounds in a tank, so it'd be like fifteen cents would be like one hundred and fifty dollars per yeah. tank. <laughs> and then a few years ago, two years ago, I think it was Michigan got froze out, so cherries were were worth seventy five cents a pound. Wow. So a tank was worth seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So it's like that's where you make your money, but that's only once out of every ten years. You right. Know? You can't. Yeah. It's not enough to to you hope. You just on gotta it. hope. Yeah. But yeah, like you get a year where it's that. It's like four years in one. You know. Mm-hmm. So and right now, as it sounds right now, it sounds like Michigan's got a pretty good crop. So I don't think cherries would be worth much anyways yeah. this year, anyways. But there's some damage out there, but you'll always have cherries. Squatch, you worked a couple days this week, right? With your was it your cousin, your other cousin? Yeah, we went out and did some construction work out in Newark, and uh, we were Same doing place. No, nah, we went to different. a different house. It was like two minutes away. This house, everything was original from like eighteen ninety seven, is what they were saying. So Damn. it was all that's like, old, man. Original to that, yeah. like I, you put in like cupboards or something, right? Yeah, we redid the whole kitchen. Holy cow! If you look at an old house like that too, like. They just did not give a shit. No. Like, if, as no. long as it held, like, yeah. they did not care. There was no codes, no nothing. You know how hard it was for us to find studs to screw the upper cabinets into? <laughs> yeah, how far <laughs> apart were the studs? Like, two feet, three feet? Further than that. Yeah. Holy There cow. was, like, two studs per wall. <laughs> but at the same time, you look at, like, the whatever. They used, like, basically railroad ties to hold mm-hmm. up the house. Those. Yeah, I, I mean, it was solid. Come, Obviously, yeah. those houses but, yeah. are still standing. You know, but, ones that we take care of. The studs are three feet apart well and the way they did this kitchen is um they had to redo their floor first which is normally not what you would do when you're redoing your kitchen because obviously you don't want to damage your brand new floor and they got that like tile clicking stuff that you had put in yeah and um so when you go to move the stove in the refrigerator obviously you're going to leave marks on the floor Mm -hmm. right yeah and uh so there were some marks when we did that and then I think we cracked one, like right on the end too. It was enough to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> you do you have to pay for that, or the company you work for, or whatever? Is it or is it like covered under some sort of insurance? Like? Well, if you crack one board, it's probably not bad, right? Because they come no, in a box. Yeah, we had extra. Oh, okay, so Devin you just actually had to, it. Yeah, Devin actually. That's had the to, one nice thing about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Devin actually put in that floor the week before. Mm. I guess they said they had to redo the floor first because of some violation or something like that. Really? I don't know what it was about, but um so yeah, we started ripping out all the cabinets and stuff like that and um the lady pipes up and goes, "Oh, we'd like to move the stove too to the other side of the room." Now you tell us. And right, so and you gotta redo all the plumbing for the stove probably. Yeah, we did. We had to Jesus we had Christ. to have a guy come in and bleed the hose and everything and get mm-hmm. it all moved over cuz like stoves nowadays, you only have that little 2 or 3 inches sticking up out of the floor. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Well, this had like a four-foot pipe sticking out of the floor. <laughs> nice. So we're like, how do we do this? Because mm-hmm. Devin's not really, he's not terrible at plumbing. I mean, he's done it, but he's not. That's like, not his. not his forte. Right, exactly. That's not his scope of view. So like, he handled all the sink and stuff because to do that, you had to go downstairs in a crawl space. Mm. So Buddy had to go back home and get his creeper because the guy goes, oh, I got a creeper down there for you. And he went to use it. And the wheels would not turn. <laughs> oh, nice. So we had to go all the way back to Clyde to get his. That was probably from original from the house, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Had wooden wheels on it. <laughs> I, I, I was not fitting in that crawl space. He said he had just enough room to get a five-gallon bucket in there. Holy crap. And there was still, like, barely enough room for that. Wow. 
But so yeah, we got all that out, and then like I said, we cracked that one tile, so we ended up having to rip up half the floor just to fix one tile mm-hmm. and put it all back in. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> so. We finally got everything moved. We started getting cabinets in, and it looked really, really nice. They said they want to, like, redo the whole thing and then try and sell it. Oh, gotcha. And so they also had this original porch with four steps to get up into the house. So there's some code or something where if your stairs are however wide, Mm -hmm. you have to have a middle um, support. Oh, sure. And there wasn't a middle support. And Devin (laughs) goes... Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if one of these broke. <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what I want to hear right. as I'm carrying out these giant cabinets. <laughs> and so, yeah, the porch was not safe at all. It, it didn't feel safe. No kidding. And, uh, yeah, it was a little sketchy at first, but we got it done and basically just worked as fast as we can because the last time there was better. I mean, yeah, it really went all smooth. <laughs> Nothing bad really happened other than them just wanting to move the stove. Everything went pretty well. That's good. And then they said they wanted to put another window in, so Devin's got to go back and do that. These people love to do everything well, after the fact, it sounds like. So her issue was, is when she washed the dishes, she wanted to be able to look outside. <laughs> Understandable, I guess. And the window they had, there was a tree right in front of it, so you couldn't see anything. Just cut the tree down. <laughs> so we're putting another window in where the sink's going to be. That's like halfway between where the old window was, where the old sink was. Mm-hmm onto the door and i guess that's gonna be better <laughs> there's another tree there so i don't know how well that's gonna work but yeah it looks good so you actually just got a new job too i did over at fowler's marina starting monday nice what does that entail from what they were saying it sounded just like yard work and stuff like that just like mowing and then they were saying something about fixing docks and wrapping boats and backing boats into the water trailers grunt work basically yeah perfect that's not do. bad no, still money. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Another spot to fish. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Honestly. I'm just thinking more duck hunting, but uh, yeah, that is a good spot to duck hunt over there dive. too. Yeah, hey, especially so divers. You better ask them on the first day. Hey, my, <laughs> my buddies fish here. Can we fish here? Can we hunt here? I'll get us in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be sweet. So that tile floor you said that you put in, Hunter, you got the same stuff, right? You said. Yeah. It, is it any good or not really? It's good if you spend the money and get quality material. Gotcha. When I was redoing our house, of course, my budget was really limited. And you need, we needed a lot of it, you know? Yeah. So we got, like, cheap stuff that was, I don't know, $21 a box or something. And a box, I forget, is only, like, 30 square feet or something. And I needed, like, I forget, like, 30 boxes or something. So yeah, I could see how that. Yeah, so it it adds up. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, spend the money. You'll be happy with it. Yeah, my parents when they put it, I wouldn't. They didn't redo their kitchen, but they put a new, different flooring in. They used to have like some old chitty laminate or whatever it was, because their house is from like 1860 or something. Mm -hmm. So when they did it, um, they got like because the the floor is like really wavy, so. It, stuff like that probably wouldn't work very well. So they went and got like basically vinyl floor that's on a roll. They laid that down. I think they got, probably got it from Lowe's or something. Mm-hmm. And they liked that. I mean, it worked really well. My dad said only one spot 
where like the seam was, it started coming up, so we just had to like basically glue it back down. Oh, that's not a big deal. But I think that's what we're looking at putting in when we put a new floor in our mudroom because we're yeah. redoing our mudroom. And that room. stuff's easy to clean too, like yeah. easy to mop and sweep up. Yep. Yeah. We are turning an existing room into a mudroom because of the way our house is set up, it's so weird. It's got yeah, like you got two, two entrances. Yeah, <laughs> two doors right next to each other. But So we're going to try to use the other door and instead of the one that comes into the kitchen, use the other door. So it's like we make that whole room like a mud room, and I think that's the kind of floor that we're looking at putting in. And you're going to make that your main entrance? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, the other door is nice because it lines right up with the basement if you got to bring right. something to the basement. Right. But for normal traffic, you can you know go in there and knock your boots off, and it's not all over the kitchen floor and yep. stuff. So For sure. I'm excited to get that done. We got a, we still got a little bit of work to do. We got to paint. We got three of the four walls primed right now, and we had to wait on the fourth one because uh, Brooks' dad helped us take out a window, and mm. we had to you know mud up the joints and stuff. Yep, yep. And but that's all sanded and mudded now, so we can prime and paint the walls. We'll see how it turns out. It should be pretty cool, I think. But I think that's about it, right? So. Once more, I want to give a shout out to all the mothers out there. Happy belated Mother's Day and keep an ear out for the next episode. We might have something special for you. Once again, this is Quality Bullshit, where the bullshit is worth listening to.